Looking for a way to make online learning a better option for your family? When it comes to virtual learning, experience matters. Tuition-free K-12-powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of experience to work for you, giving your child the personalized learning they deserve without disruptions. With a K-12-powered school, students gain the skills they need to be prepared for their next steps in life, building a better future for each one of us. K-12, education for any one. Learn more at k12.com. Night Sphere, The Succession Wars Califrax Monologue The blessed dream Moroke once herself fought her brother and bled for the mother god. Yet the empire, our empire, does not recognize this. Dream was a warrior and if the empire and my son wants us not then let us show them. We are here. We are alive. And we are warriors. Prologue Cain sat upon his throne slouching. He was a warrior and undying. Having proved this feat again whilst defeating Prince Nateguel of the Kerch kingdoms, the people were not lying. He sat thinking back upon the battle. The battle itself was thought under silver sky at Epirus. This was a bloody war and people died like cattle. The Prince Nateguel had maneuvered his cavalry for a flanking maneuver seeking to cut the young emperor off from the rear. The inexperienced Kane at the time had not foreseen this yet could not escape as he shouted for his men to get out of here. Epirus itself was a farming community but Kane had grown to love the people there, who had at that time been his greatest supporters with their blonde sometimes flaxen hair. Many a young noble had said Epirus was nothing to let it fall. Quarch was a kingdom that had three kings and six warlord princes to fight such a force it was said by his advisors would make him the fool. Noctigo had a tank complexion he had this dark black hair which he tied into a ponytail as was customary of the nobles of the Kirchwar. He wore tragedian armor and a golden earring which hung it was called a varched. He bore rectangular-like podlerins that bore ridges and it lightly fit not akin to the western knights. His father Ashingo had said that his son was unproven and thus further down the line for the throne so he began to start a fight. He had set out to antagonize baby Emperor Kane as he was known at the time. It was a long journey for young Noctigo had never traveled so far but accompanied by his general the discordant fine. They did indeed seek and were granted an audience. But the emperor was in a full state of dissonance. Chapter 1 Audience Noctigo had strutted into court almost skipping past the lines of noble ladies who fluttered their eyes. As he said in mock appraisal, Emperor Kane, he wrote a string of intermittent lies. This emperor was a nickname given not a title back then, it was a means of making fun of him. Kane waved his guard to let the young prince pass as he was grim. He said, and who might you be to address me so I hear your father has you so far down the line of succession you may well be, the peasant prince. If Cain was offended he showed it not instead he continued to toy with his aggressor ever since. Undaunted Noctigo went on to say, If peasant king then I humbly ask what is your ancestry, you who cannot die this ether gate is rather close to your castle is it. Noctigo's eyes flickered searching for another weakness he spit. When he saw it he looked upon Cain's mother Calithrax. Her sapphire armor and battle axe. And says, Oh yes, the whole queen who stayed long after their mac to garner more power. I must ask the baby emperor's people who really runs this kingdom. Kane at once slams his fist into the black marble throne. His eyes cast shadows across the white marble floor seeking 
to capture Natsugo's freedom. As they alight with flames of anger, he shouts, Get out! Ken gave an angry look as Noctigil mockingly bowed and shouted, Just how equal is your emperor seeing people? Is this emperor true? Calithrax had turned to her son and said, You must keep your cool, this meeting was designed to enrage you. Kane retorted, I do as I please. He continued, Now I have a kingdom to rule. As his mother's guard frees. As Noticula had reached his father's throne hill, beside a golden encrusted circular chamber the Sultan King Ashingal sat. Atop, perched like a tiger he looked down at his son jewelry hung from his ears which did flop, making a glint in the silver light. As he said, You, you were refused entry. He asked almost questioningly as he said, this ceasefire they refused. Natsugil said, The baby emperor is very headstrong. I was kicked out. He thinks he's better than us, father. They must be bled. Ashingo snapped. I told you never to call me that again. As he snapped and slapped the boy, Noctigil smirked. On one knee, he continued to lie. And said, Yes, I'm sorry, my liege, but you must see they deserve to die. Noctigil went on to say, Father, I wish to redeem myself. Give me this chance to destroy them for this insult. The sultan looked at his son, his eyes trying to discern his motive, but he could not, he said. You know I would not kill you even for poisoning your mother, perhaps it's my fault. But, Asuka who believes in second chances do not fail me, my son. Crush their forces, make them beg for peace. Natsugyo left through archway and headed in a dark corridor, with a laugh-like crease. Chapter 2 Natsugyo's Ambition Old fool, I thought the poison was meant for you, but at least you won't have another heir anytime soon. I gazed into a dark corridor and spoke. Oh shady doesn't suspect things are coming along most swimmingly. Out of the shadows a dark helmet appeared, it glinted silver like a spoon. As it moved into Castum's silver light and spoke, My lord, he will make his appearance. I cocked my head to one side. And said, Of course, do not doubt me as war begins, he won't be able to resist. I had not lied. The night in the darkness stepped out his black, and silver-ridged armor glinting within the silvery lights of Castum's sun. As he said, One king just won. No will retorted, And the day will be won. The night in darkness carried on walking, in a pathway trying not to be seen. As he spoke, And what of the Astria she really runs, the Empire's true queen. Nauticule laughed obnoxiously. That woman you can leave to me. Chapter 3 Aspire Calithrax had walked about the Hask beaches, giving her people loving speeches, as she did something unexpected, showing skillful acts of play only a few respected. After the crowd had long dispersed, she walked with her trusted friends whose faith had not reversed. Sisters, she called them. Cain has left me Hasque. My son trusts me in time upon us he will ask. And we will be there to defend him still. The brown-haired woman spoke. But what if, like others, he does us ill? Calithrax replied, He will not. He is a gentle boy whose soul does not rot. Prone to emotion rage in that meeting, showed me that history is repeating. The Kirch kingdoms are coming for all. I ask you one favor, gather the others do not stall. A man approached. They are well trained as you asked. I do this for you for the Empire. For Ejaskuui. Calithrax spoke ever a loyal friend, Sir Joran ever still. Sir Joran said, Yes, my lady, I would not do any here ill. Sir Joran moved with swiftest grace, as dark lines from the silver light glinted across Calithrax's star-shown face. Chapter 4 Noctigil had moved with great speed, wearing a ragged cape and hood his head was unfreed. Hidden within this cull he left a message of dissent to the nobles of the empire who would then vent. He had begun to cause division. For back in Kane's throne room complaints to his vision. He bit back upon all it is true. As he said, What right have you to speak of my mother so? What is this view? Kane had grabbed one noble by the throat, 
choking him cruelly as he gloats. You who cannot even stand, what right have you to make me such a demand? Back in Velu the Kerch, kingdom's capital city, the sultan sat in his tragedy and armored tears left his eyes in pity. When a robed man in the shadows of the room cast a gleeful look trying to consume, he shot a dart but the sultan somehow knew. He flipped doing a corkscrew, another attempt upon his life. These chaotic lands born from strife, he threw out a foot in midair, knocking the assassin off his feet. It was most unfair that someone so talented should die so young. He drew his katana as he had finished being spun, dropping into a alicary battle stance. His eyes were closed. He entered a war trance. The assassin stabbed forward manically, but was countered by a parry. You see, swords crossed left and right. But the sultan had more experience, as he had bet he would win this fight, throwing his opponent to the ground, as butterflies in flaw passed with no sound. The blossoms of the cherry trees caused time to stand still. The assassin freeze. The sultan shouted another trick from the boy, as he closed the gap with a final joy. The assassin blood left in trickle-like fashion. The sultan's warrior-like spirit his burning passion. The assassin went to counter the blow with a low parry. The sultan knew what he was doing. His elbow came up and did not tarry. He struck him in the face. A once skilled warrior, now a disgrace. He laughed, you cannot beat an old man. But then the assassin moved outside his plan. As shadows enveloped the room, then he spoke. The night of shades demands your doom. Creatures made of intangibility drew up from the fore with dark sensibility. The sultan knew he couldn't cut such foes. Instead he jumped up into a new pose. He spoke, a magic from the empire, I see now. He gave slow yet cocky bow, as he removed his gloved hand, showing a noble's mark as he stand. Sorcery echoed within a swirling orange vortex of magic within his palm, as he unleashed a spell to do much harm. The wind ripped apart many a weathered beast. He learned this trick in the east. As he leaped upon the assassin, again, with full force he could not see when. As the blow came so fast, he lay impaled. The sultan turned as the assassin lay nailed. He turned to summon his guards, but found a blade in his gut. The sultan hardened pain as he was cut. He said, you? How? Why? As he lay there and slowly die. The knight in black and silver placed on his helmet once more, as Nuttil came through a nearby door. Shade, he said speaking in soft tones. Calithrax will no longer call her kingdom home. The knight of shades turned, once more removing his helmet his face burned. Nuttil gave a low yet deceptive bow. As he said, there are maggots. Your kingdom anyhow, how are you here throw maggots? To which in the silver sun that Nuttil's was tasked. My bloodline granted to abilities I see the weakness of all, and I teleport fool. Chapter 5 Discord in Hasquare. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. My dad used to say that. Sure, yeah, it's from Geico. Yeah, whenever I would ask my dad for life advice, he'd sit me down and say, Son, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And look at me now, a well-adjusted adult with a drawer full of plastic bags I'll never use. <laughs> okay, I'm confused. Was your dad a licensed Geico agent? Nah. 
He was just a real good dad. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.